irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. You're listening to Animal News Magazine with Nancy DeFabio, only on L.A. Talk Radio. Meat and money in the medical industry. Fecal transplants make koalas less picky eaters. The legal challenge to do to the not-so-modern modernization of pork slaughter rule and more. Hello, I'm William Mayoff. And I am Nancy DeFabio, and here with our producer, Dale Chadwick. Hi there. Hi, Dale. And welcome to all to Animal News Magazine. This is a live radio show about animals, and topics range from animals in science, to animals in entertainment, to animals in religion, to animals in agriculture. Animals play an important role in our daily lives, and this show is about increasing our knowledge and understanding of the animal world, and from that information... You can draw your own conclusions. Our guest today, I don't know, I'm not sure how to pronounce her name, is Cher or Shari Bond. She's the director of California Animal Rescue and Education Sanctuary, CARES. Um, she's, uh, this is a sanctuary in Lancaster, and um, the organization is involved in many uh, projects, many community projects. So we look forward to talking to her and uh, all I the bet programs. You Shari. That- Shari, right? Shari or yeah. Sherry. Bet you it's Shari, Sherry or not Sher. Yeah. Uh, it's not Sherry. Yeah, yeah, it's probably Sherry or Sherry. She doesn't care about Sherry. No, she doesn't care. No. Okay. She'll, she'll, she'll let us know at 2.30 when she gets on the show. I'm so, dying uh, to know now. Well, we'll find I'm you I'm busting. Well, after you read the news, we'll, we'll know. I'm busting. Uh, so we'll talk about some educational programs and other programs they have there in Lancaster, California. Uh, desert country. But before we get started... Um, there's a duck who's about to cross the road, and um, when a chicken, not too far on the sidewalk, looked at her and said, Don't do that, man. You'll never hear the end of it. <laughs> did you get it? Yeah, in other words, then, yes. then it'll be forever. <laughs> the time Addy turned on. And why did the duck cross the road no, instead of the, the chicken? The chicken? And the chicken said, said to the duck, do it, Don't man. do it. <laughs> You know, that, that's a beautiful chicken. That's what was the name of the chicken who saved that duck? I don't know. You'd have to ask Rachel Sanjay from Tampa, Florida. She sent the joke. So She's the best. I don't know what the You better look into your closet of t-shirts and send something to these yeah. people. They're working hard for us. Well, meet money and misinformation. On September 25, 2019, the Annals of Internal Medicine released a headline that read, New Guidelines. No need to reduce red or processed meat consumption for good health. The release was promoting a group of articles that would be published in the Annals on October the 1st. The Annals authors, led by medical researcher Bradley Johnson, Ph.D., recommended continuing red meat consumption, that it is okay to eat burgers, bacon, and processed meat. The Annals articles were published on October the 1st. Before we go further, for those who don't know, because I don't know what the Annals of Internal Medicine is, it's, an, it's, a, it's a medical journal, and it's published by the American College of Physicians. It's one of the, it's very societal, it's one of the most cited and influential uh, medical journals respected. in the world, respected, respected. in the world. Um, they influence dietary guidelines, um, shaping, you know, what, what 
what guidelines are published for uh, for Americans. So it's a very uh, respected doctors journal. Doctors refer to it? Yes, doctors, okay. professors of medicine, nutritionists. So, yeah. Respected public. And when we say October the 1st, we're talking 2019, Nancy? 2019. Thank you very much. Documents uncovered by the Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine reveal that the study authors, including Johnston, had hidden financial ties to a multi-million dollar meat marketing company. Johnston had been promised $188,000, wait, $188,000, job with Texas A&M University AgriLife program, which conducted a $4.5 million in beef research in 2019 alone. AgriLife also signed an agreement for an additional $76,863 for Johnston to lead a follow-up research project designed to re-examine the risks of saturated fat. The AgriLife Vice Chancellor and Dean Patrick Stover was also a co-author on the Annals article. Texas A&M AgriLife Research is the state's premier research agency in agriculture. They have a meat science research department, a beef science, poultry science. They also offer courses. Three years ago, Johnston and others published an article in the Annals Discounting the Risks of Sugar Consumption. Now, these are all contrary to what we've been hearing in the uh, Correct. mainstream media. That article was paid for by the International Life Sciences Institute, which is funded by Coca-Cola, Monsanto, Kraft Foods, and other food companies. The article was widely criticized for being suspect in its conclusions due to funding by the food industry. Some, okay. Any comments, Nancy? Well, the, as far as the meat, um, the, the, the whole uh, recommendation to continue to eat meat, that it's not harmful to you, uh, the American Heart Association, the American Cancer Society, uh, the Harvard Chance School of Public Health, and other groups, they responded to the findings and they said... Um, Rubbish. The country, yeah, it contradicts uh, the nutritional research and it's... Uh, it's fatally flawed. So they dismissed it uh, right away. There's also something else, and I think it was published in the annals. Uh, there was a report that also came out around the same time saying it's okay to eat dairy, keep eating dairy, it's good for you, recommending children to eat dairy. And I think the PCRM, the Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine, also discovered that the money behind this, uh, this, uh, this report uh, was related to the dairy industry. But, but as respected as the annals... Are so. How does this crap that's been paid for by you know various industries to warp science and to miss to feed misinformation? How did it make make it past the editorial board of this well-respected journal? How how how? Well, because they well in this, uh, I don't know how thorough they are, but right. as far as Johnston goes, they did ask a question like, "Have you been paid, or do you have any relationship to some uh, to?" You know, to Did some meat that? Uh, promoting company within the last two years, right. and so within the last two years, he had not had a direct relationship with them. He might have had offers, or he might I know, have friends when, in it. But it, it's the way it's worded. It's so even if they do ask, there are ways around it. No, they don't do that. Sh- when research. red meat and sugar are all of a sudden healthy or okay, it's, it should be viewed with suspicion by the editorial board. No, no, because these are you know, I mean, Johnston is a respected. Uh, 
PhD medical researcher. I think he's also from, uh, he might be a graduate of Dalhousie University, Nova Scotia. So no. How did it make it past, Nancy? And and isn't the physician's uh, health, uh, what's that? um, The physician's health, uh, the physician's Physician's committee committee for responsible. That's a very respected board, isn't it? Very respected, yes. One of your doctor friends is on that board. Bernard. I forgot his name. Bernard. Not Bernard. It is Bernard. (laughs) It's something Bernard Nancy. It's not Dr. Bernard. It it's Bernard. somebody else, but it's one of your doctor friends. I tell you, it's Bernard Dale. Is it Bernard? We'll have to look that up. <laughs> uh, no opinion. It's some kind of French name. But they do, they do a cursory review of the of the authors, but they don't do what we otherwise would consider a deep cavity search of the people. They have to who, do. Who submit I miss the, Robert the Stack. Articles. Hey, with the deep cavity search there in the Beavis and Butthead movie. Whatever happened to Robert Stack? He died. Oh, he did. He was the guy in The Untouchables. Very, very good actor. We just don't bore you with animal stuff here, folks. We are dynamic, comprehensive, everything from A to Z. Okay, let's get back on track. Next story. Horses are still dying at Santa Anita, Nancy. This is off the beaten path. Yeah. And we heard some vice person... We're going we're gonna to look to see if we get this lady as one of our future guests. Yes. Okay, Nancy? Yeah. All right, this is very spontaneous. This is unrehearsed, uh, undialogued, catching Nancy off guard. There is some lady by the last name of Guillermo, and she's a vice something or other at PETA, and she wants to get, initiate some new legislation here in California. There is a famous racetrack here, Santa Anita. There are poor horses dropping dead left and right like flies here. Seriously. Uh, and uh, they want to do something about a lot of these horses, Nancy, as we discussed in past shows. Yes. You know, they're, 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 they're medicated and all just so they'll run that track and the investors won't lose right. their, their investment and all this. And these horses, it's just terrible. They're, they're just dying. And right. Peter's got a conscience, and, and maybe Miss uh, Guillermo is hearing us, listening to us, and might even be on our next show. Well, we can, uh, yeah, absolutely. We can consider it. Okay, well, back over to my little furry friends. Yes. You know, furry friends, you know, we're not telling these folks. There's a baby little gorilla that was just born in the L.A. Zoo that right. was endangered. It was in San Diego or L.A.? Was it San Diego? I don't know. I'm One sorry. of the zoos, endangered Southern gorilla. California. What a beautiful baby gorilla. This beautiful little baby gorilla, very endangered. Yes. And it looked like, was it a mama or a papa who was patting it on I the head? It looked like the mama was patting That's the That's a big mama, okay? <laughs> That's a big mama. So that big mama, you could probably YouTube this, San Diego yeah. Zoo. Or this, LA Zoo, I forgot which one. That yeah. was beautiful. And this, wasn't there a baby hippo too in danger that was... Uh, that was uh, also... Oh, I haven't heard of that one. Well, well I'm now... Every little bit helps. I now, in the car, wherever I am, because of this radio show and my allegiance to you, Nancy... I have a, a rotating antenna on my head now, okay, that detects any animal stories here. <laughs> well, I really it's good do. to share. It's good so to th- share. That's how the plump owl came about. That's how the, yeah. the Labrador with the, waits for the bus and goes to his daycare. Right. So back to our furry friends, folks. Some koalas will eat a variety of eucalyptus while others stick to one type. Some eat messmate eucalyptus. Others prefer mono eucalyptus. The koala population is currently under great threat in Australia, as you know, and a restricted diet can make matters worse. In 2013, the koala population in Cape Otway, that's O-T-W-A-Y, in southern Australia, boomed and chowed through leaves of their preferred managum, killing many of the trees. Even though messmate was available, koalas there starved to death for refusing to eat the messmate. 
Consequently, finding a way to make the animals less choosy when it comes to food could be useful for conservation. Scientists wondered if changing koala's intestinal bacteria could help the marsupials adapt to other foods. The team tracked messmate koala eaters and collected their poop and extracted its microbes, which the scientists packaged and gave to koalas who prefer mana. Some of the mana-eating koalas that received the treatment increased their messmate intake. In other words, the koalas that received the fecal transplant from messmate eaters ate more of that eucalyptus once their gut bacteria more closely resembled the gut bacteria of messmate eaters. This could mean giving giving koalas fecal transplants for survival when the animals are moved to new habitats. The research report was published in October, excuse me, August 21st, 2019 on animalmicrobioma.biomedcentral.com. Especially in these times with all the fires, I think it's a great thing if they have to move they some koalas. They can't be too fussy. They, they can't, can't be, be too fussy. So mm-hmm. by doing this, they you know they There's increase their chances creatures. of survival. It's. Uh, I was very happy to have read this. Is, you know because some of them are pretty fussy and they just like they self destruct. You know. Well, we're not hearing and seeing them in the news, so hopefully they're getting some drizzle, some rain there in Australia, and uh, no it's news improved. is good news there. Yeah, it's yeah. improved. Do you have there. any latest? It's improved? Yeah, I think the fires are either all over or mostly over because they're dropping food to the animals. So. Uh, but many people died, lost their homes. It wasn't just the wildlife, the, and the humans kangaroos. also. Nancy, bring us more news next week, next show. Okay. Okay? Sure. We're, di- we're in discussions that we might be daily shows soon here. So. Yes. We'll have to keep this material coming on. You'll have, you'll have to quit your day job. That's right. And, you know, <laughs> we get a lot of input. You know, it would take us lots of time to acknowledge the listeners out there who send us these great emails, stories, sources for stories. We can't thank you enough. We don't have enough T-shirts for, you know, to travel the globe here. But, but keep sending those stories. They're so appreciated. Uh, and, and if uh, we have time for the show, we have one that uh, he's talking about, about... Uh, the former guardian of a dog who found her dog with a, by having the picture of her, finding the picture of her dog on a beer can. But anyway, we'll we'll, we'll that cover next, that story we'll if cover we that get story a chance. Next. Yeah. Oh, we'll go to the next story. Let's go to the a, next story. On December the eighteenth, two thousand nineteen, a coalition of environmental and animal protection groups filed a lawsuit against the U.S. Department of Agriculture for establishing a rule allowing pig slaughterhouses nationwide to police themselves and kill pigs at very high line speeds. The lawsuit was filed in U.S. District Court for West, the Western District of New York. Previously, slaughterhouses were capped at killing 1,106 pigs per hour. The new modernization of pork slaughter rule lifts that speed, allowing slaughterhouses to kill even more pigs even more quickly while also slashing the number of government inspectors Overseeing slaughter operations. That's bad. I didn't know the population still had an appetite for pig meat yes. stuff. When you have veggie, bacon, all that delicious stuff. The rule, finalized in October 2019, expands a pilot program that allowed five of the nation's largest pig slaughterhouses to increase the speed at which pigs are slaughtered. The swine hazard analysis and critical control point based inspection models program began in 1997 
and since its inception has been widely criticized by watchdog groups, former USDA food safety inspectors, and even the USDA's own Office of Inspector General. The lawsuit claims that the USDA's adoption of the rule violates the Administrative Protection Act. The rule also ignores the Federal Meat Inspection Act and Humane Methods of Slaughter Act. Additionally, the USDA's failure to conduct any environmental review whatsoever before finalizing the rule violates the National Environmental Policies Act, guaranteeing uh, guarantees of open, environmentally informed federal decision-making. That's your transparency there. Right. Uh, under the Federal Meat Act inspection, or otherwise known, if you're not dyslexic, the Federal Meat Inspection Act, the USDA, Nancy's cracking up here, is charged with inspecting slaughterhouses to ensure meat is safe for human consumption. Other animals are slaughtered using methods that reduce suffering. Let alone doing it at such high speeds, you don't care about the fingers and, and of the operators and the, all these workers, right. these illegal workers who and are the, operating these slaughterhouses. And the injuries are already high as they... Right, so, the yeah. injuries are already high. So what do they care about these illegal workers in the slaughterhouses yeah. and whether they clean their nails or not? Uh, at one of the plants that participated in the uh, pilot program where pigs were killed for Hormel Foods products like Spam and Natural Choice Deli Meats, an undercover investigation documented horrific abuse as employees struggled to keep up including illegally dragging, kicking, beating, and excessively shocking pigs with electric prods. Other evidence has confirmed numerous instances of pigs who were not rendered unconscious before being killed, resulting in animals being boiled alive in scalding tanks and left to bleed out. Now, there, there's videotape. Of the, this is not to Where be sensational. Where can we see this videotape? You can go on the PETA website, Mercy for Animals website. I think maybe else Last Chance for Animals has it. If you, you just, or you just send me an email, nancy at animallawlawyer.com, and I will send you the videotape of this. It's, it's, has, it's the pilot yeah, program was a total failure. So a picture's worth a thousand words. But go, the go lobbyists are website. out there, and they're pumping money into Washington, right. and they get what they want. So. Go to Peter's website. Go to Nancy's website. The thing is, you know, with one fell swoop, the workers are being endangered. The yeah. animals are being treated inhumanely, and they're, you know, they're, they're sticking pigs uh, still alive. In boiling hot water. Yeah, because water. they're yeah, they're semi-conscious. Right. They're, they have to rush. This is because people have to eat their pork chops and their bacon yeah. and all their other crap. But the harm is not only to the pigs alone, you know. Even the consumers are endangered by the line speeds. There's a decreased food safety. In North America, uh, you can get Morningstar Farms bacon and other light life bacon, and you can have a party with your bacon. Uh, other evidence has confirmed numerous instances of pigs yeah. who were not rendered unconscious before being killed. Right. Resulting in animals that. being boiled alive in scalding tanks right. and left to bleed out. All right. So the harms are not to pigs alone. Right. Consumers are endangered by high line speeds and decreased food safety oversight. And those workers are not trained. Those, those are a bunch of amateurs operating all these machines. Man, I'm surprised they don't get fingers and all that other crap. And they, doesn't that make the pig feed? We've seen enough TV shows where, like, human parts are put in the pig feed because pigs are um, veggies and carnivorous, right? What do you call it? Well, I don't think they give them human... Uh, we don't know that. Well, That's I would... That's something to think about, you guys. Who eat no, the they do. Pig Pro- stuff. I, they might so, mix under their animal parts and their food, but I don't think they mix in human parts. This is one of the, that old show that you're... you're ref- 
You're referring to what, what's that old the, TV show that uh, the Criminal Minds? They had an episode where the guy had pigs and they fed the human parts to the pigs. And, and that's the pigs eat them because the pigs are carnivores and, and yeah, and, but uh, but that's a TV herbivores. show called it's a TV show. I don't it's think they do it in real life. Criminal yeah. Minds. Yeah. Slaughterhouse workers are also put at risk, as I've said, with the National Council for Occupational Safety and Health warning the faster processing speeds will lead to an increase in workplace injuries. So even if you don't care about the pigs, if you care about all the illegal workers who work at these slaughterhouses, you know, workers are challenging the new rules, legality in a separate lawsuit. That's for another show. Yeah, but uh, pollution is another uh, serious uh, concern. Did you say Uh, pollution? Pollution. Tell because, us about pollution. Because the USDA did not conduct an environmental review for the for for uh, for, the, for that activity. Because the more pigs you slaughter, the more waste you have. You increase pig. Uh, so where do they put all this waste, Nancy? We go beyond the obvious. Yeah, I I don't in know. Animal News Magazine, okay, Nancy. They Nancy. put them in bins and, and the they put bins. them in waters and streams. Yeah, exactly. And they dump them any way they can. They go and down we the may drain. Have you know, a secret superstar guest too. In the future, we are working on it. How a lot of these industries just pollute our rivers and streams. Yes. Okay. With their factory waste, with animal waste. Yes. This will be a superstar guest. We are feverishly working. He's and, a very and, busy man, but we're going to do and, our best yes. to nail him down. And we're going to see if you can get very yeah, famous. Very busy man. Very famous family, too. On to other news, Nancy. On to other news. I thought you'd never remind me. I was stuck on that story. Airlines for America, an airline lobbying group, is pushing for new rules for animals in the sky. The plan is a response to concerns that increasing passengers are falsely claiming pets as service animals. Yeah, they're abusing it like they do with the... Handicap parking tags, Correct. placards. Because when you see people parking in handicaps, most of them are Schwarzeneggers. They they looking fine. I don't see them <laughs> cripple. I don't see them limping. I don't see anything. Maybe their mental health. Yeah, we just like we, you. we just maybe <laughs> mentally challenged. Uh, we just went to Sprouts and a couple put that placard up there yeah. and they're yeah, doing squats out their car and all fine. Bunch of <laughs> BSers. The group is leading an effort to get the Department of Transportation to change the, the definition of, quote, service animal on aircraft to match that of the American Disability Act. The ADA definition of service animal is, quote, any dog that is individually trained to do work or perform tasks for the benefit of an individual with a disability, including a physical, sensory, psychiatric, intellectual, or other mental disability. Tasks performed can include pulling a wheelchair, retrieving dropped items, alerting a person to a sound, reminding a person to take medication, or pressing an elevator button. This would eliminate untrained ESA, that's ESA animals, who allegedly provide psychological support to their guardians. U.S. Airlines welcomed the plans. In 2014, American Airlines had to banish an 80-pound support pig after it squealed and defecated in the aisle. (laughs) Good for the pig. In 2018, Dexter, the emotional support peacock, was turned away from a United flight and subsequently died. Died from embarrassment or or what? I'm glad I I can entertain you, Nancy. (laughs) This was a peacock. That's genuine laughter. Nancy, I think what peacocks. they had to they had to put the peacock in the luggage in the uh, what do you and call suffocated? it? Suffocated. Yeah. You know, I could how see did, a peacock. How do you get a peacock 
in the, to be a comfort in a cargo a hold of an airplane. Yeah, yeah, that's what, and I think that's how the peacock died. It's it's so sad. No, but it's because like, most people would not, the pastors wouldn't be adverse to a peacock coming on board. They'd be adverse to a big pig <laughs> defecating in the aisle, but not yeah, a peacock. Yeah, but a pig is easier to manage. You know, manage in the aisle. Maybe the stuff. peacock was in a cage. Pe- I don't know. Last summer, a flight attendant was bitten by an emotional support dog during an American Eagle flight from Dallas to Greensboro, North Carolina. The flight attendant required five stitches on her hand. While passengers could have psychiatric service animals, that classification would require animals to have training. The changes, if they move forward, would bring the U.S. closer to the U.K., which does not recognize emotional support animals. Only guide dogs and dogs that help people with disabilities are allowed on British flights. That's a British wisdom there, okay? In the U.S., passengers attempted to bring turkeys, peacocks, and squirrels inside plane cabins in recent years have drawn attention to the issue and prompted some airlines to tighten their rules on their own and lock up their nuts. American Airlines, for example, prohibited flying with frogs, ferrets, hedgehogs, and goats even if they're therapy animals. Delta noted in 2018 that some passengers attempted to fly with comfort turkeys, gliding possums, known as sugar gliders, snakes, and spiders. <laughs> Nancy, this is There's from no a comedy with book. The sugar glider. I, mean, it's, I have an cool. issue with snakes on board and, 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 you know, and spiders and sugar gliders. If they could no, take but, my seat, I'd take the next airline. The sugar glider is basically a squirrel. But What's still, you don't. Know, if that? the squirrel crawls up your pant leg or something like that. No, a snake maybe, but a squirrel. Nuts. <laughs> you don't want to crawl up your leg looking for nuts. You could keep a squirrel in your pocket, or I don't know. They they forage around for food. These squirrels, or you put it in like a pencil case or something. Yeah. But that's why they, people were just taking it. They were going abuse. too far. That's they abuse. Were going too far. That's too abuse. Far. Too the, far. Yeah. The Department of Transport. Wouldn't they get a baby horse a couple shows ago? A they pony. Had a, baby horse. a pony. A pony. Now that's something else. Getting a pony on an airplane. <laughs> but it's too bad those guys aren't you, doing you, those airplane movies anymore. You, you know, need a bulkhead seat for that. Yeah. But the you, pony. Yeah. Okay. You need a C-130. The Department of Transportation proposal would allow airlines to limit the number of animals animals passengers may bring with them, impose size rules, and require paperwork certifying their service animals. However, airlines would not be allowed to refuse transport to service animals based on breed. So you can bring on those beautiful uh, pit bulls. Right. Rottweilers. I hope so, unless they make because they can. There could be exceptions to every rule. And German shepherds are adorable. Yeah, so they could say no Rottweiler, no, no, you know, uh, German shepherd. Who knows? But before we hop on the call with Sherry, I'm betting her name's not Cher. Sherry. And it, yeah, it's probably. I Sherry. want to tell a story about, and like you said, William, this is from a, one of our listeners. Uh, there was this dog Hazel who went missing in Iowa about uh, three years ago. And uh, finally, she's been uh, three years later. She's been reunited with uh, with her family because she, uh, after she was featured on a beer can in Florida, um, Monica Mathis, who now lives in Minnesota and who then lived in Iowa, um, she is the guardian, or some would like to call the owner of Hazel. She was uh, going through social media when she spotted a story about a Florida brewing company, a beer company, which was featuring adoptable dogs on their beer cans. 
So she looked at the photos of the dogs on the beer cans, and she recognized a picture that looked like her dog, Hazel, who's now seven years old. Um, so Hazel is one of the four dogs that was chosen to be featured on the on the beer can. And the brewing company, by the way, is called Motorworks Brewing in Bradenton, Florida. And they say the, motor M O T O R Motor Works Brewing in Brandonton, Florida. So if you drink beer, please support Bra- Motor Works Brewing in Brand Bradenton, Florida, because they put adoptable dogs on their beer cans, that and that's how Hazel was reunited with her. That's Motor Works Brewing. Motor Works as in a car motor. Correct. Motor Works Brewing, folks. Those are good folks of Florida. Yeah, and they raise money for the local animal shelter in Manatee County. So this was a campaign. We've got to have adop- them on the show also. I think it's a good idea. Yeah. I think I'm going to call them. That's right. So, um, And they put adoptable pets on their beer cans? They put adoptable pets on there, and they have, and also a fundraiser for the local shelter Those are cool uh, in folks. Manatee County. They're beautiful people. Is so it... if you drink beer, please. I'm not a beer drinker, but I think I'm going to try to find right. a, a can of beer. And by don't these drink people. and drive, and drive no. and drink responsibly. Nancy, is it only dogs they put on their beer cans? I think so. Very but what's in, even more kind of mysterious is that this the, now Hazel is about sixty pounds, and she went into the shelter in March of 2019. Uh, she had a microchip, but the ca- contact information wasn't good anymore because the lady, uh, Monica, had moved to um, Florida. But um, nobody knows how Hazel got from Iowa to Florida. Now, that's quite a distance. Greyhound. Did she get on the a bus? It's a like, snowbird. Uh, like snowbirds. A, Snowbirds. That's uh, pretty amazing. It it hopped a ride. You know, it, it was the one trying to beat the brutal winters in Iowa in the winter. Anyway, the, so yeah, uh, Monica uh, sent a proof of uh, that that's her dog, and uh, now they're they're reunited. This just happened like a week ago. So now the Hazel was a girl or a boy. Hazel is a girl. Very beautiful story. Unless Hazel had a sex change from a boy to a girl, but I think usually Hazel is motorworks. Motorworks. So it's time to call our guest for today. I look forward to talking to Shari. But yes, isn't that a nice story? I mean, it's how, how does it happen? What are the it chances of that happening? of Steven Seagal. Is he a vegetarian, Nancy Steven Seagal? He, as far as I checked, he was a vegetarian. Is Schwarzenegger? Yes. Also, okay. no, he's definitely a vegetarian. We're going to have a tough guy call-in show here in the future. Okay, we're going to, we saw Schwarz, we saw a Steven Seagal movie yesterday. Yeah, it wasn't bad. He moved a little bit. Yeah. We have a Steven Seagal movie last night. He'll be on the show. We're going to get him on. And, uh, hello. 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 Do we have Sherry there? Sherry? Yes. Straighten us out with here. your name. Please straighten us out with your name. It's Cher. S-H-A-R-E. Bond. B-O-N-D. So oh. it's pronounced just, just like Cher Bono. It's pronounced like Cher's name, right? Well, it's pronounced like that, but it's Bond. I got you, but S H. So we were wrong. S H A R. No, you were wrong. S H A R. It's share like share the singer, correct? It's like S H A R E. Beautiful. Thank you very much. Like well, okay. welcome aboard. It's a unique name, and we appreciate saying it correctly. Yes, I, that's very important. So, welcome to the show. You were just talking to William Mayoff. He's the co-host, and I'm Nancy. We've been communicating back and forth. So, Cher, welcome to the show. I'm really happy that uh, we got to talk. Um, tell us, please, a little bit about yourself, uh, what you do, and a little bit about your sanctuary. 
Um, the name of the rescue is California Animal Rescue and Education Sanctuary. Um, we we take in all kinds of animals, unwanted exotics and farm animals and, of course, domestic animals. And uh, we do a lot of consultations on wildlife, how to um, um, humane wildlife solutions. And... Um, and we've we've we have many programs uh, that we work with, but um, we started this Stray Free Lake LA um, program um, because our are we on the are we are we on the show? We are on the show. You're live on oh, the air. Okay. Absolutely, yes, yes, yes. Okay, it's called Stray Free Lake LA. We live in East Lancaster, California. And uh, I've chosen to speak of this and start this program uh, because we have a, a major problem with stray dogs and cats. Um, and I feel that most people or someone they know have had experiences with some form of animal rescue or an incident with stray dogs or feral cat problems or may have a, lost a pet. And um, some of you may have the exact same problem and these ideas might help you in your own community. Is this a national problem, a local problem? Is this something you find to be the case across the problem with stray cats and dogs across the country? Um, I think it is. Um, obviously, on Facebook, we talk with people all over the world. Gotcha. Uh, the, the, the program we're starting, uh, we're doing it here in our local area, but it can be done anywhere. Um, the problems that we have here... Um, is free roaming dogs and feral cats. Most are lost and abandoned dogs and cats. And of course, we first try to find the owners. And the problems, of course, are caused by humans. You know, their lack of education, inadequate enclosures, or poor judgment, and they have created a cause for concern in our community. Um, the animals are in grave danger, of course. You know this being hit by vehicles, being attacked, stolen, used for horrible abuse. Um, encounters with wild animals, disease, parasites, you know, starvation, dehydration, all, big long list, dealing and freezing to death. Uh, and of course, there's so many in this town, small, non-spayed females, and they're at risk of getting pregnant by larger dogs, which will, of course, kill them and uh, giving birth. And there's also a major risk out here to people and property when hitting a free-roaming animal. Um, and then there's a lot of dogs that have caused damage to property and injuries, even death to people's pets and farm animals. I, we've lost a lot ourselves. Uh, even children and adults have been attacked and some killed. My goodness. And it's really, it's really serious. So the thing is, um, and, and a lot of people are afraid to, uh, to walk or ride anywhere for fear of encountering a, a pack of dogs which can, you know, they're not afraid of people, so they could come right into, in front of a store. Sure. And this is a small. I heard on the news a couple of months ago, correct me if I'm wrong, there were a pack of pit bulls up there in Lancaster, Palmdale, and I think they, yep. atta they attacked a person or persons, correct? Mm-hmm. Right. So. Actually, um, a few years ago in Little Rock, there was a girl jogging, and the, and the dogs killed her. Oh and then there was a man that was attacked, and he was put in the hospital, and recently like within a matter of just a month, right. uh, an eight-year-old boy was killed. You're talking Little, was, Little Rock, California, right? 
Yes. Yeah, yes. Terrible. Okay. So, what can we do to? So, I mean, how did it get that bad? I mean, what happened? I mean, how did they don't have animal control? Is it, how did how did some how did well, it get so bad? They have animal control, but you know, we're an hour round trip from them. You know, and right. they do come in this area and usually just you know canvas a whole area. But they're not going. If someone says there's a dog loose, and if they can't catch it, they're not going to catch it. They really will come out and get them if they're contained, if they're tied up or right. in a yard right. or, um, you know, but a lot of us try to catch these dogs and they just keep running. They, they run faster right. than we can go. They run right. off into the desert and, and animal control is not going to chase them down. Gotcha. And um, they don't really enforce the law that much, um, certain ones, but I mean, it's really out of control for them as well. Let, let me ask you a question. Um, we know in the southeast there's some flooding and storms and rain or, or you know, whatever mm-hmm. it is. Is there any particular natural source or is it something that's, that contributes to this? I mean, I don't know that much has happened up there in Lancaster, Palmdale, and that region to cause... A, you know, a plague or... I think they just reproduce. They can, they don't get caught and they just keep reproducing. I mean, cats can have, you know, babies, four to six babies. So, you know... Yeah, do you have any primary mm-hmm. causes to this, Cher? Of how I'm is, sorry. Do you have any primary causes to this abundance of animals that are you know, left? Well, uh, um, there are people that refuse to get their animals fixed. It's a money issue. Uh, Even though they have a lot of free and low-cost spay and neuter programs, maybe they don't have transportation. Uh, We do transporting is one of the things that we offer to this community. And um, But then a lot of veterinarians don't work with us. They want the people to physically bring the animal in and sign the release form. And I'm going, well, why can't we continue to have them fill out the form and we'll bring it in. You can talk to them on the phone. It's like, it's a a lack of cooperation all the way around. And a lot of people just, um, there's a lot of illegal breeders here. There's illegal dog fighters, cock fighters. We've helped put a lot of them, um, you know, in jail and so forth, but they're still here and um, just not in the numbers they used to be. And people, it's actually a dumping ground out here. People, I've actually witnessed people throwing dogs out of moving cars. Oh, my goodness. They should be you know, and then, moving cars. You know, at the same time we're trying to catch the dogs before they run off, we're also trying to get their license number and videotape it. And it's kind of hard to do when you're alone, it's you know. Nice. So, obviously, the first thing is to, to get the animal. And usually the person's gone by then. To hear this is um, shocking. It's just terrible. Uh, what, what's, what's your webpage and website? You take your charitable entity, right? Can people contribute if they want to? Yes. Um, it, uh, it, it has, da- it has dashes in it. Um, it's www.cares.org and it actually has, it's C-A-R-E-S.org. Can you do and it again back- slowly? Can you do it again slowly? Okay. www.c dash a dash r dash e dash s dot org and the actual stray free program you would just put a that gets to our main website or you could put a backslash with stray dash free and that'll take you right to the stray free page that's the program how about if they googled share bond animal sanctuary also is that one way to get to you as well um, it's mm, oh well. Yes, I, I suppose. <laughs> well, yes. let's see if they can do that. Anyways, you're a five hundred one c three 
entity yes. as yes. well, correct? So, mm-hmm. but yes, so, so if, if they want to make donations, If people want to go to smile.amazon.com, smile.amazon.com, and a slew of people order with Amazon, they could look you up and a percentage of the order can go to your the charitable causes that you... Uh, In other words, are you listed with smile.amazon? I don't know if we're listed with Smile or not, but we are with um, it's free. I Give and, and, and some others. Um, it, it, it's all on our website. If you just remember, cares.org with the dashes between the C and the S. Consider, um, consider the Amazon that, route as well. You get some money that way. I, I, I'm, we may have signed up for yeah. that, but the thing is, the, name, the actual legal name of the rescue is California Animal Rescue and, and spelled out. Education Sanctuary Incorporated. Share, okay, share. Yeah. What about the mayor Rex Paris and all? Can we get his attention to do something politically to get uh, to to have Lancaster Palmdale stop being a dumping ground and some humanity towards the animals? What about Rex Paris? Um, yeah, we can't even get them to stop shooting off illegal fireworks, which stresses out all the animals. You know, it, it's uh, not a whole lot of support. Um, yeah, I would think, but the thing wanted- is. We started this program because after, at, we none of us rescues have seen any change in 20 years. Wow. Not, there's just as many dead animals on the road. There's just as many fireworks making them run off in fear. There's just as many, you know, I mean, every single day there's 15, 20. I've lost my dog. I've lost my cat. You know, my pigs got loose, you know, this kind of a thing. And, uh, and sometimes they get um, reunited with their owners. And, um, but there's so many of them breeding out there in the desert and, um, you know, so we've decided to do something different, something that will actually fix the problems in our community. Uh, so the services that we offer that aren't offered by anyone else is we have regular scheduled, um, transport service. Um, spay and neuter isn't being done at the rate rescuers had hoped mainly because transporting isn't available. You know, and also the veterinarians won't allow transporters to deliver and pick right. up animals right. unless the owner's there. I told you about that. Right. Um, because they want the people there to sign the paperwork. Sure, sure. You mentioned you're, there's some breeders up there in the Antelope Valley, correct? Breeders? Yeah, we're working on uh, busting T- them, too. We have a local how, bulletin board. Tell us, and how they contribute. tell us how they contribute to the problem, the breeders, please. Because when... People are out there buying pure breed dogs that aren't even vaccinated. And Parvo, by the way, is rampant out here. Parvo virus. So they're selling basically sick puppies. Wow. They might have had maybe one vaccination if wow. they're lucky. Wow. And then they don't educate people on, you know, they've got to be inside until they've had, you know, after their third vaccination. And um, uh, so people will buy pure breed dogs or cute little mutts that they still charge a lot of money for, you know, little cockapoos oh, or yeah. multi-poos or things like that. Um, and then they won't go to the, the, the animal control. Wow. And so those dogs get put down because nobody, well, I'm not going to say nobody's adopting them, but less people would be right, adopting right. them. Right. Okay. So tell us, continue with your, your stray uh, free uh, program with the transportation. So exactly what do you do to right. reduce this problem? Okay. Um, so be, since the veterinarians stopped, allowing us to transport them, you know, it, it really hurt our business, uh, that, that section of it. So it's resulted in over 100 animals not being fixed in the last two years. And we all know how many puppies and kittens each animal and their offspring can produce in that time. 
So the biggest excuse people use to not get their animals fixed is lack of funds, no transportation, not being able to take a pet on public transportation. Mm -hmm. Maybe something can be done there. Or no time or availability because of their job or children or taking care of um, a handicapped or something like that. Uh, We also have microchipping service, but not enough people microchip their pets. And worse, don't register them. You know, and and then the other thing is we have an animal containment services um, where we give free consultations. Uh, we help to fix escape routes when necessary and provide supplies when possible. We're trying to get grants and funding right now. We've got right now we've got a um, a man that is handicapped and he doesn't have the funds. And we're trying to get at least people in the community. Can you come volunteer? Do you maybe have uh, some chain link or do you have some chicken wire or, or, you know what I mean? People, you know, donate some of their stuff because we don't have the funds, but we can coordinate the whole thing and advise people. Right. Um, we also do trap, neuter, return, TNR, right. uh, for feral cats and occasionally feral dogs, you know, because if there's someone, we have a lot of people living in the desert, homeless people and some that have a little, well, they're squatting. You know, they have a trailer and a little fence around it or something. And uh, but as long as these feral dogs are, if they can care for them and not be a nuisance, like go and kill farm animals, um, then, and if they'll let us get them fixed, then we do a TNR and then they overlook, oversee them. Right. Um, I want to get back to we, something that's been bothering me. So the vets won't let you okay. transport the animal because you don't own the animal, the dog. Can the right. owner of the dog, for example, give you ownership? I mean, I don't like to use those terms for animals, but for arguments. Oh, sake. Well, and then well, you then can know the vet, so problem. I am the owner of this animal. So you, so you are, the, the, so it's okay for you to transport the animal to, directly to the vet. That doesn't work? Well, it doesn't work because number one, they won't help rescues. They know I'm a rescue. Oh, I see. Um, so they got you see, they get Because they, they, they know that, you know, we, you know, we'll get it. We're, we're not really doing it much anymore because we're focusing more on helping larger numbers of animals with these programs than being bogged down with not enough mm-hmm. volunteers or funds and, and, you know, having tons of cats and dogs and having to go to adoption events, get them spayed and neutered and to the groomers. And, you know, it was a full-time job. So we weren't able to do these programs. So now um, I've um, we've just got two more dogs to get adopted and a couple kittens and a few cats. And that's going to be it. Okay. That's going to be it. Maybe. So any animals, that, but we, what we will do, we've got about nine of us, a very solid team of rescuers. Um, and uh, we're putting a lot of time and energy into this. And it's a good program. And um, we have a Facebook page called Stray Free Lake LA. And uh, it has a dash between the stray and free. So you can find us that way as well on Facebook. Also, California Animal Rescue is on there as well. And um, and all of it leads to our website. Uh, but we do free consultations and referrals and pledges for free and low-cost spay and neuter pets. We're trying to get a grant for that to offer our own pledges to the people. Um, but I'm really, I mean, it's, it's too bad that uh, that uh, the mayor the, Rex is, Paris. is not Rex uh, Paris. interested in having, you know, his city, uh, you know, better. Well, yeah, uh, well, that's an idea we could try, yeah. you know, but the, 
if if they don't care, it takes money to do all this. What you do, you th- you need grants, you need donations, you need you need yes. funds. So I'm thinking, well, the city council has yes. money, you know. He's not just the mayor; he's a plaintiff's personal injury attorney, also. Yeah, he, he that's wears how you many know and you know, a lot of law firms go ahead and sponsor a local charity. Maybe they can assist you in sponsoring your sanctuary. Can you get a sympathetic local veterinarian? Uh, uh, you have any sympathetic uh, people of that ilk that who might want to help? Any um, vets? Any we used to transport to a couple of uh, um, a couple of veterinarians. Another one is this, the uh, mobile clinic. And all three of them have a policy where the owners have to go in. And they're the only ones that will deal with pledges like from actors and others. Right. And actors and others won't help rescues. They'll help individuals. And, and then the vets insist that the individuals go in. So what do they need us for? Right, so it. they just literally just go like, well, we don't have the transportation and, and we don't want to drive in there with you. And the whole point is we're, you know, we want you to do it. Right. And so they just don't get them fixed. So then there, there you go. We've got breeding, unwanted puppies. They right. may not even be breeders. But you have, you know, uh, a thousand people. Let's take a very conservative number of a thousand people with animals that aren't fixed. And they've had puppies, even if they're not breeders. Well, look how many puppies that is. Mm. And they give them away. They sell them or they uh, dump them in the desert That's or they're horrible. just it's running just horrible. loose. Horrible. It's just a total nightmare. Total nightmare uh so what we're going to do um we have to wrap up this conversation what we're going to do is i'm going to post um every possible way for people to find out about your stray free program and also your just your organization what you what you people do Very out noble there thing in, you do. in lancaster yeah, beautiful. Uh, so that and it's also Thank going you. to be on our podcast because people who can't listen live they can download the podcast and we're on every platform so those people who do want to get in touch with you or find out a little bit more uh, they'll definitely uh, know where to go uh, sherry i okay. really appreciate uh, you know, any any final words? Is there anything of import that you think you want right. to get across before we uh, before we part? Um, well, we um, we we do have a very short. Um, we're looking for sponsors to donate things like printing brochures, banners, um, uh, billboard use, um, T-shirts. They can put advertising on the back. Okay, large humane traps, things like that. Got it. Um, and uh, and then for any future show, if you want us on, we're also and once we get this really uh, solidified, um, then we're working to change and improve the laws on fireworks, illegal, illegal um, dog breeding, theft of animals, um, because there's a lot of really good laws out there. It's just hard to get anybody to enforce them. Okay, so the that's police. okay. Got it. So the laws are there. It's just a matter of getting them enforced. Yeah. Okay. So let's help yes. you with that. So let's uh, let's touch base. We'd like to have you maybe on the show in maybe a month yes. or so and follow up status. and see what's going Get on with status. your program and give us a status with okay. the especially with July the fourth coming around the corner. So it'll be a little right. topical. Right. Sharon, and then we also have to do the CBD products. So that comes in handy when animals are stressed with fireworks. I really want to um, talk about that. The whole uh, I keep now. You see now. I know it's I'm all screwed up because William kept saying Sherry, Sherry to me before you no, got share, on the call. It's share, it's share, it's share, it's share. I have to say share, yes. it's share. <laughs> share. Let me ask you: this, some of the fireworks it causes the animal to freak and to to run. Does that mean they freak and they often they run away and then the owners can't find their animals? Does that happen? Right. You know, a lot of people say, "Oh, just leave them in the house." The, big dogs have been known to jump through picture windows. 
Wow. They're so stressed out. Wow, that's and uh, and then and then you can't bring you know we've got a sanctuary we can't bring in horses and pigs and goats and peacocks no, and emus right. you know into my living room. That's right. <laughs> You're a good soul. You're a good soul. Okay, we'll have you back. Yeah. Okay, Nancy, we're gonna wind it up. Thank here. you very but, much, sir. Thank sure. you. And thank you for all the good work. Okay, how do I find? How do I tell people to go and listen to the interview? I I don't have that information. So if they have iTunes, uh, I, we'll send you uh, the MP3 file for them to so you can post it wherever you want. But if they can go to Stitcher, Podbean, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and they can look for Animal News Magazine, and uh, they'll just click on the episode. It's going to be uploaded in a few days, and they can listen to that. And, but I will send you the tape so you can share it with your friends. But a very easy, basic way, because I'm still caveman-like with my computer uh, skills. <laughs> you just go to yeah. Google and go Animal News Magazine, Nancy DeFabio, and, and it'll come up, right. L- L.A. Uh, Talk Radio. L.A. Talk Radio. You and, can also go to yeah. latalkradio.com. Yeah. L.A. Talk and you Radio. Can, we have a bunch of episodes, and, you're, and the episode with you will be the on there. the podcast will be Just there. give it a few days. Yeah. Okay. But we're going to be okay. talking again and, soon. And it, it won't disappear, will it? It never goes away. It's just the no, internet. The it's there forever. No, it'll be there. It'll be there. <laughs> No, okay, no, so no, I can no. put it on my website. Yeah, you can wait a two weeks. You can wait a month. You can wait six months. It's always it's going to be. It, it's can she put it on her website? You can put it interview? on your website. Absolutely. Cher, you're the best. Okay, we look forward to having you back. Okay. Thank you, Cher. We're going to be talking okay. soon. Thank you. Thank Ciao. Bye bye. Thank you very much. Bye bye. Oh, another I love talking to people like this. People beautiful. who make a difference. People yeah. who care. Honest people yeah. who dedicate their life they to this stuff. They donate their time. They are beautiful. They're saints. It's beautiful. So this we're, we're out of time again. This show we need a longer show. And we have guests coming up, but we are working on guests, folks. So thank you very much for your time. Thank you for spending yes. this Sunday with us, and uh, we look forward to talking to you next week. Thank yes. you. Yes. Be, be good to your animals. Bye. Yes. Bye. Bye. You're listening to Animal News Magazine with Nancy DeFabio, only on L.A. Talk Radio.